fantasy football. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Here we are again, ladies and gentlemen, discussing more of Deshaun Watson, Hollywood Brown, uh, talking, uh, taking your phone calls and voicemails. We'll be doing that the entire hour and some. So appreciate you all filing in. Let's hit the news desk and let's do it live. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Deshaun Watson looking at maybe one year again. Deshaun Watson looking at at least uh, a 10 or at least an eight-game suspension. This is going to get a bump from Commissioner Roger Goodell. For those that have been living under a rock all day and weren't here for the live stream earlier, the emergency live stream, take a lap. Take a But word came in that uh, the NFL is, in fact, appealing the six-game suspension recommendation handed down by Sue Robinson, the former judge that has been tasked to do the the determining of of a suspension length in the Deshaun Watson case. And she came down with a six-game suspension, which is so low compared to everybody's expectation level. And, and the NFL, who said reportedly that they would not be appealing whatever determination Sue Robinson handed down, they did. Because Sue Robinson came in with a, a six-game suspension. And that is very, very much lower than anybody had anticipated. Probably lower than even Watson's camp was anticipating. Watson's camp, this is like that Jerry Seinfeld episode where they say Kramer spills coffee on himself and they're gonna they're gonna settle with him and give him like a hundred grand in coffee for life. And they say, We're gonna give you coffee for life. And he says before they even say and a hundred grand, he goes, Deal! Like the this Watson's camp probably was so excited to extend that hand and say deal. Because six games was nothing to them. This is a, a, a walk in the park. You know, they were expecting a year, maybe. Um, and there's a lot of ramifications to this. If Deshaun Watson is out a year, his his $230 million guaranteed contract doesn't get kick-started until the next year. So if he is out in a, a whole year, keep in mind that he's getting $66 million, I believe, per season. And... That is subject to to potentially being held by the NFL outside of the first two years of the contract, but it's fully guaranteed. That that first two years of the contract is fully guaranteed. This is a Deshaun Watson friendly deal. However, the way they broke it up in year one was that sixty five million dollars would be essentially his signing bonus, and and one million dollars would be his salary. Whereas every year after, it's sixty six million dollars every single year, sixty six or sixty seven, I forget. But it's his salary $66 million every single year throughout his, the course of his whole contract, except for in year one, where it's $1 million, and 65 is a signing bonus. So this deal was very much set up to protect Watson's $66 million. $1 million of it is salary, which means, though, that if Watson is suspended for an entire season, he would not get paid $66 million next year. He would get paid $1 million because his contract actually would start in 2023. So very important point to throw out there just so people know contractually what, what is going on here. But Watson is looking at, in my opinion, a at least 10-game to one-year suspension. The NFL asked for a one-year. 
the NFL said, hey, hey, we want a one-year suspension. And, and, and he has to apply. He has to apply. He doesn't even get to walk back into the NFL and play. He has to apply to, to play in 2023. That's what the NFL wanted. That's what the NFL wanted. Watson, I came in here yesterday. The title of my live stream yesterday when I had Tony the attorney on was Concern, this isn't over, and it's not over. Literally 24 hours later, we were back in a position. I said, this thing goes like this. It goes like that. This thing is not over. It goes like this. When you think it's going good, it's going to go down, uh, downhill real fast. And on top of that, we aren't even seeing like a downhill uh, 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 angle of this thing from the claim perspective. Another claim comes out. Just imagine what the what, what kind of shadow, dark cloud will be over this situation if another claim comes out, which I believe this prosecuting attorney has two of them in his back pocket, if you ask me. That is not factual information. I have nothing to, to, to back that up in terms of uh, a source or anything, but there were two claims that were supposed to come out. Two claims that were supposed to come out and be filed, and we never heard from them. We never heard from them. Now, now, what, now what? Did those claims disappear? Did they vanish? We don't know. But I do feel like this attorney knows what he's doing in terms of when to unleash different pieces of information to keep this whole thing going in the same direction, in, the, in a consistent direction. And it wouldn't shock me at all if another claim or two popped up in the next week, which would be a whole nother angle to this because then the NFL has to potentially look at each and every one of those things They have to look at each and every one of those cases differently. They can't just blanketly say, oh, well, we already talked about those. No, you didn't. Because even if you knew they potentially were people that were in this situation, their claim was never out at that point. The NFL would have to interview them like they did every other individual that they interviewed when they did their own independent investigation. So people are going to say to me, hey, Smitty, six games, he's innocent, Smitty. He's innocent. This is not about innocence or guilt. This is about violating the personal conduct policy and only about violating the personal conduct policy. If we were here about innocence or guilt, there would be a whole other discussion happening. We're not talking about innocence or guilt. We're talking about a man that put the NFL in a very bad situation, put himself and the team and his teammates in a very bad situation over and over and over repeatedly in a serial pattern. And he targeted people in a serial manner. And if you want to say he's innocent, you're a Browns fan, number one. It has to be. Or you're just defending something you don't really know a whole lot of information about. Because there's a lot of evidence here. So much so that even Sue Robinson's own determination, if you read it, says that basically he is guilty of violating the league's personal conduct policy and everything that she said indicated that a year-long suspension was coming. All of her verbiage, and people have analyzed this left and right, all of her verbiage indicated this was going to be a year-long suspension. You read Sue Robinson's determination, you're like, holy crap, she's coming down hard with the gavel. She's coming down, and then at the end, she's like, six games. It made no sense. It's almost like someone went into her file and changed 16 games to six. Because <laughs> it didn't make any sense, didn't line up whatsoever. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is now in charge 
with gavel in hand, making a determination. He will decide what is going on moving forward. The question is, does he want to undermine the entire process of putting Sue Robinson, retired judge and like arbitrator of the situation? He put her in the middle of it and said, you decide so that I can leave myself out of it, even though we know he's pulling the strings. And if if she says six games and he comes in and says one year, it really circumvents the process he set up. But I know he regrets doing this. I know he regrets putting her in place. I know he regrets putting himself in this position because she clearly came out with a six-game number that he didn't want. And, and the question is, will he say, look, I have too much pressure on the other side to worry about the pressure of circumventing the process. So it very well could be a full year. It very well could be a full year. Um, But... It wouldn't shock me if it was double-digit games to try and appease both sides. Because here's what's going to happen. And you got to look at it from the commissioner's perspective. Not that it's a good way to look at it, but you have to look at it from that perspective. Because the commissioner is the one making the decision. These parties are probably going to go into an arbitration or discussion. Because if you remember back, Roger Goodell, or the league, and the NFLPA... We're meeting on this to try and come to an agreement beforehand, before it ever got to Sue Robinson's plate or docket, so to speak. And they couldn't decide on either direction to go. They couldn't meet in the middle, so it went to Sue Robinson. Then they agreed, reportedly, that they would accept whatever determination she had. This thing's going back into a, a meeting room between the NFLPA and the, and the league. Roger Goodell doesn't want it going to court. The NFLPA doesn't want it going to court. Watson doesn't going, want it going to court. Nobody wants it going to court because of the way that that's going to drag it out, cast another spotlight on. So you can almost bet your bottom dollar that the two sides will try to come to an agreement, some kind of middle ground off of this middle ground. And, and the NFLPA was unwilling to accept 10 to 12 games before, and they brought it to Sue Robinson. Sue Robinson definitely was... Uh, tossing out a recommendation in favor of what the NFLPA was leaning toward, and now Goodell's like, "Nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved. I'm gonna get involved." NFL appeal it. NFL appeals it. Roger, Roger Goodell has all the strings, right? NFLPA is gonna come back to the table and say, "Okay, we'll take 10. Roger Goodell might say, "No, we're doing 12. No, we're not doing that. We'll do ten. We'll do twelve. Maybe it goes to court. Maybe Goodell comes out says year long." indefinite reapply in 2023 goodbye Watson sorry Sue Robinson it's gonna be a bad look for Goodell but you got he's got a way out which one looks worse we don't really know the NFL like I said on the earlier show today could could surprise us because they don't do things you expect everything's not balanced nothing's parallel nothing is nothing everything's subjective to an to the extreme degree for Roger Goodell he doesn't have a, a as Tony the Tiger attorney said on my show yesterday if Goodell would just have a consistent heavy hand instead of having a heavy hand one moment, not having a heavy hand the next moment, he doesn't have any consistency or backbone with his ruling or the stance he's taking. So Roger Goodell is probably going to threaten the one-year suspension and the NFLPA is going to either have to accept something in the double-digit range or probably this thing is going to be ruled by Roger Goodell as a one-year ban with a reapply needed at the end of one year, and then it goes to court. And then it goes to court. It's messy. Goodell doesn't want it. The NFL doesn't want it. 
I think they're going to try and get this thing in the middle somewhere in double-digit weeks. But no one knows. No one knows whatsoever. This report here, ESPN's Jeff Darlington reports the NFL is appealing for an indefinite suspension that would be a minimum of one year for Deshaun Watson. That's what the NFL wanted. That's what the NFL asked. That's what the NFL still is seeking, a one-year suspension with a reapplying after that one year. Will Goodell go that far, or will he try and meet in the middle that is the question. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Not even Goodell knows because he doesn't know what the 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 you know the agreement's going to be if they agree behind closed doors. Hit that thumb up button. We have 104 people in here watching. 45 of you have punched the thumb up button and wiped your feet. Appreciate you doing so. Uh, Hollywood Brown was arrested for speeding. Now I didn't report on how fast he was going because we didn't have some of the information until right now. But Hollywood Brown was arrested for speeding. And while you might say, okay, big deal, he's not going to be in trouble. Dude was going 126 miles per hour in a 65. And that, that's going to wreck someone. Completely wreck them if you hit them. Just completely end their life. Going 126 miles per hour in a 65. That's almost double, that's almost double the speed limit. So there's a really good chance there could be something that, that that gets done here. I don't know. The way the the way the league's operating, who who the heck knows? This guy could get two years suspension at the rate of Roger Goodell's inconsistency. Uh, let's have a heavy hand here and not over here. We got Hopkins getting six games for PEDs, which I'm not saying doesn't is isn't warranted. And then you got Deshaun Watson with all these pending assault cases where Sue Robinson basically says in her statement that she's saying that there was assault. There was assault. In Sue Robinson's recommendation, it basically confirms that it's believed that assault took place. He gets six games too. Ridley, who I think should be suspended, don't get me wrong, Ridley, Ridley, gets a year and he wasn't even playing in the league when he did bet on his team. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been suspended. I'm saying it's ridiculous imbalance in the NFL and Roger Goodell in the NFL should be ashamed of how they hand out discipline inconsistently. Plain and simple. But Hollywood Brown, I don't know if he'll get a, a, a suspension or a fine or whatnot, but going 126 miles an hour is a ridiculous situation he put his team in. And you got, you got, you know, biased media, 49er media, RIP Cardinals. Like, the, the media, I love you, pal. I love you. But you are the definition of a homer. When it comes to a team and being a homegrown, and this is good. This shows loyalty. But you are nothing but a fan of the Niners without any other consideration of anything. Because you can't throw an RIP Cardinals when Hollywood Brown was speeding. Okay, he's not even suspended yet, and you're acting like it's over, game over for the Cardinals. That's that is a total biased opinion. I love I love media, but that is hilarious. So, Thirty-seven game suspension for Hollywood Brown seems about appropriate, the way the commissioner dishes out suspension. 30, 37 games, <laughs> but let's let's be frank here. Let's be frank here. Going one hundred twenty-six miles per hour. In a 65 is no joke. That is not a laughable, okay, he was speeding, big deal. It wasn't speeding. He was going to kill somebody if he hit them. I mean, that's ridiculous, Hollywood Brown. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm disappointed in Hollywood Brown. I'm disappointed in DeAndre Hopkins. 
I'm disappointed in in Deshaun Watson. I'm disappointed in the NFL. I'm disappointed in the NFL PA. And I know it's their job to protect their players, but here they are trying to get this man to not serve a single game suspension. Where are the principles, I guess, of an organization or a, a group? Um, even if the NFL PA, is the NFL PA going to defend anybody no matter what's going on? NFLPA is trying to get him out on a zero-game suspension. I'm just disappointed in general. I'm disappointed in general. I'm not disappointed in any of you, except for media's comment. But I'm disappointed in the players. I'm disappointed in people's ability to realize that they have a lot going for them. Why go out there and do these things? Why go out there and throw it all away? I don't understand. I don't understand and, and Swaggy says Ridley got everything he deserves. Like, that's not my point, Swaggy. My point is that you can't give a guy, a, have a firm, heavy hand. I'm fine with the suspension. Suspend him a year. But you can't have a, handy, a heavy hand here and then not have a heavy hand elsewhere. It's ridiculous commissioning by Roger Goodell. It's ridiculous dishing out of discipline by Roger Goodell. And there needs to be some consistency. Um, appreciate you, big dog, for being here. Uh, Funkadelic, I like seeing you in here. If he's suspended, then I'm completely avoiding Kyler and moving Connor up my ranks. Um, yeah, maybe, bro, but if there's no passing attack, then it's eight-man fronts for Connor. So I don't know that, I don't know that that's an exact science. Uh, Bidwell still owns the cards. RIP cards, says Daddy. Bateman to the moon says macho. Media has niner colored glasses. Front runner of 2022 Henry Ruggs Award. Yeah, I mean, really. What are you doing? Like, if Hollywood Brown would have crashed, not only would he probably killed himself, but he would have killed anybody he hit going 126 miles per hour. It's no joke. Like, it's it's one thing to be going like 95, 90, and a 65. Whatever. Like, I would, I would, be, I would be like, yeah... You know, it's dangerous, whatever, but, uh, you know, whatever. 126 miles per hour. I venture to say most people in this chat have never gone over 100, 100 miles per hour, or at least 110. 126 miles per hour. The average human being going 126 miles per hour would be shaking in their boots at, if you crashed. This is, this is such a ridiculous speed on a road not designed to be going 126 miles per hour, you're risking your life and every single life around you. So it wouldn't shock me if there was some sort of discipline or at least punishment. Just why why do this, Hollywood Brown? You disappoint me, Hollywood Brown. You're in here to solve a problem. A problem by another disappointing wide receiver that does PEDs and puts the Cardinals in a bad spot. The Cardinals go out on a limb, get rid of some future draft capital to bring you in Hollywood and you go out and do something stupid like this. Reminds me of Leonard Fournette when Leonard Fournette did it. You get one more chance, Leonard Fournette, the Jaguars said. One more chance. You are a cancer in the locker room. You get one more chance. What did Leonard Fournette do? Went out and got arrested for criminal speeding. Almost immediately after being told, shape up or ship out. And that's why Leonard Fournette's on my my crap list. Um. All right, so the Sean Watson, we got that news out of the way. League is appealing, got that out of the way. 
more facts about this. Talked about this earlier, but any response to a, appeal by the NFLPA must be filed in writing in two business days. So we'll know more. Commissioner or his designee will issue a written decision that will constitute a final de- uh, disposition of the dispute and is binding, meaning that the Goodell's decision is binding. It's final. It can be appealed in court, of course, as anything can, but it is binding. It is the final ruling according to the NFL. He's risking Smitty's life as an Arizona resident. Right, right. What if your boy Smitty was on the road while he zipped on by? You know what I'm saying? Hollywood should be ashamed of himself. Um, let's go ahead and hit the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Are we going to have any more puppy drafts? Absolutely. We go live. Um, it won't be tonight because tonight's Wednesday. Monday and Wednesday, I typically don't go live to mock draft or anything. I might go live randomly to do a Q&A, but typically Monday and Wednesday, I try and take those two nights off because I'm live like two or three times during the day. So it's just me taking the evening off. I'm not even taking the day off. I'm taking just the evening, midnight, graveyard shift off. Uh, but go to Underdog Fantasy if you want to get in these puppy drafts. The puppy drafts will probably end by the weekend. Uh, Ron and I have estimated that they'll be out of spots by the weekend. So use promo code SMITTY. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code SMITTY. Link is in the description. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Avi here. Avi, what's up, Avi? All right, I have an important question. I'm in a 16-team league, never been in this big of a one. I have six pick, so I think I have to go RB. If JJ or Jamar Chase is there, do you think I should take Eckler or Najee or someone over them, Whoa. considering it's that big of a league? Well, why, why, why do you have to go running back? Because it's 16 teams, and I feel like RBs are so valuable, and you can get some later wide receivers. How many? But how? I guess the key it doesn't really matter. 16 team. What matters is how many running backs are starting too. Like, is it is it a is it a one running back mandatory league? Is it two running backs mandatory? It's, no, it's like two RBs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. But you're positive it's not like a one running back and then flexes, right? Because that makes a big difference. No. No, it's just one normally two RBs, two wide receivers, one I, quarterback. I mean, it, it as much as it as easy as it is is to say that you do need to go RB because of the scarcity of the position. There's still a handful uh-huh. of guys like Carter. There's still a handful of guys like um, you know, Tony Pollard and stuff and such, you know, and I think like an ETN or Brace yeah. Hall, I mean, you're still getting that opportunity in the second round to take one of those guys. It's not like everybody's going to dry up by your second round pick. I don't, I don't think you're forced to go running back. Um, I think 1.6 is a Jamar Chase pick for me all day long. Um, it, uh-huh. it, it, if I'm, if I'm looking at Najee, I'll take Najee, but I imagine he'll be gone. I don't mind Eckler. If you see Eckler is the same value as, as Jamar, then take Eckler. Like, lean running back if you want, if you feel like everything's equal. I, myself, it's PPR, right? Yeah. I go Jamar, and then in round two, maybe maybe you have to reach Brees Hall because that's technically kind of almost round three-ish because it's such a deep lead. But I don't know, bro. I, I, 
I'm not I'm not forcing anything by position. I don't draft that way. I never. I, I, it's funny how many people will come in here and ask a question, saying, "Okay, I know I know you're about best player available, Spinny, but in yeah, this yeah. situation, I got to go RB." And I'm like, "No, I, I don't ever force position because I have confidence in myself to surround." Those wide receivers, if I go early wide receiver with running backs that can win leagues, I, I surround myself with ETNs and Brees Halls later that I'm plenty comfortable with. So I pick the best player no. available no matter what. I kind of agree now. Like, I know how good Jamar Chase is, how he could be a wide receiver or wide receiver one or two. So if I can get ETN or Hall and one of those guys break out, Tony Pollard, A.J. Dillon, I guess I would be set. Yeah, I, just I mean, feel like Eckler, Eckler is a more safe pick than Jamar Chase, so I guess Chase is higher upside in that deep of a league. I guess I could see going Chase. Yeah, and, and and don't don't make no mistake no mistake about it. Like Jefferson and Cooper Cup are still right there if it's redraft. Um, yeah, if yeah. JJ's there, I would take him. I trust JJ a little more than Chase for some reason. I just think he's I think he's going to get so many looks. I know T Higgins, Joe Mixon. They're still there. I think JJ might be more consistent than Chase, but yeah, yeah. I would lean JJ if he's there. And, and this is a good comment uh, right here. Somebody said uh, ETN stock is going down, says Fallon, and that's great news. This whole James Robinson talk, people run in their mouth about James Robinson looking so good <laughs> or whatever. Like, let people. Let people run that out. As, I, if anything, I want to repost it. I want to repost it. I want to find every little news article about it, repost it. ETN is a special breed of player that is getting a special volume that no James Robinson healthy could take away. And there has to be somebody running the football when ETN is split out wide. Like, does anybody understand that? When we start talking about James Robinson... Uh, coming back from a torn Achilles, and we're worried about him taking work. Someone's got to be on the field when ETN's playing wide receiver, and he's going to play wide receiver a lot. We're not worried about Robinson being on the field. If anything, Robinson is the best blessing ever to ETN because it means another running back that can do something won't be under under behind the quarterback in the backfield taking carries away from ETN. ETN is not going to not outshine a torn Achilles tendon, James Robinson. James Robinson won't have his explosion back for years, let alone this one year, less than one year. Give me a break. It's going to take Robinson. He'll be out of the league by the time he gets back to full strength. That's just the way it is. The nature of the, the, the injury. Achilles injuries for running backs are a death sentence for running backs. Name it. Name a time it hasn't happened. You can't. No one can. Everyone's going to say acres, but that hasn't happened yet. So ETN to the moon. That's why. That's why he's a moon man. For goodness' sake, man. Dropping loads I in totally outer agree. space. ETN was way more talented in college and everything. So if he takes over the first few weeks, he could be a league winner, like you're and, saying. And I agree with that, but um, I also think that's not the way it even is going to play out. He doesn't have to take over. His volume is baked yeah. in. Like he's in a running back by committee environment too. Doug Peterson's a running back by committee coach. Probably always will be, but ETN is different. And he's protected into PPR work, receiving work, and he's got he played with he played with Trevor Lawrence in college. This rapport's unbreakable. 
his his importance to the offense is un unexplainable, and he's going to be lining up all over the field, all over the field. So we need a James Robinson, and I especially like a James Robinson because he won't be effective or have his explosion back all year long. So give me James Robinson because he's going to look mediocre at best or he gets hurt. So I, I love I love these reports. I absolutely love them. What else you got, Avi? Anything else? Oh, yeah, I got one more take that you're not going to like. You know how you're hyped on uh, C.D. Lamb? Like second round, mid-second round? I don't think he's that value. With no Cooper, no Gallup, all the defensive coverage is going to be his way. I'm not seeing him breaking out so early. I would take like a Mike Evans over him. I would take... I mean, I would take Debo, obviously. Like players around where he goes. I'm not trusting CeeDee Lamb as much as you are. So, I don't know how you feel about that. But... Um, look, I understand that someone's going to fear something like that. But you just said Amari Cooper and Gallup. Gallup's still there, number one. Well, he's hurt, but he's coming back. He's always he's been there. hurt. Yeah. So why is he even in the conversation? You know what I mean? So Amari Cooper left. Yeah. That's your really your only argument. Okay, so is Amari Cooper so good? Is he so good that like Tolbert and this Vasher kid and the uptick in Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard being on the field all over? Like this is one this is a top five offense in the NFL. It I mean it is. It it, it was it was one to five last year. And leave, losing Amari Cooper. And not to mention, keep in mind, do you know why Cooper Cup can't be double teamed? He plays slot. He, they move him all over the field. Why isn't Cooper Cup double teamed? You can't. So if they move CeeDee Lamb all over the field, which they could fail at, sure, but they move him all over the field, you're not going to be able to double team him. And, and and there aren't, not every wide receiver can play all over the field. You, you probably just ask yourself, well, why doesn't every receiver just move around all the time? It's not as easy as it sounds. CD Lamb is as efficient in the slot as he is outside. There's metrics out there that talk about some of Lamb's best performances are on the outside. But he's also very explosive and productive on the inside. So he's proven all over the field. Um, I get what you're saying, and a lot of people have that concern. But losing, losing just Amari Cooper isn't going to move this offense from number one to five down to like even below the top eight. So I, I would, I, I, just, I would, I, I would relook at it, bro. I think they're going to run the ball with Zeke and Tony more to start the year, and they're going to go with that way. And the thing with CD Lamb, he was really inconsistent last year, even with Cooper. And when, so I just think like Diggs, Debo, even Tyree Kill. I would willing to make a bet with you that CD Lamb's not a top ten fantasy receiver this year. Like I'm, I'm like all these guys just have more ability to like break out. I'm not saying CD isn't talented and stuff, but his situation. I don't trust Dak Prescott. Like he's always just going to be staring him down. Like I think Schultz is going to have a really good year, but I think it starts with the running backs in okay. Dallas. Okay, uh, uh, draft call. <laughs> I'll bet you a draft call. I'll give you a free draft call. It's ninety nine dollar uh-huh. ninety nine dollar draft call on the fantasyfootballshow dot com. I'll give you a free $99 draft call if Lamb is not a top 10 wide receiver. And if he is, you buy a $99 draft uh-huh. call, which you get a lot of value for. It's not like you're you're just giving that away. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal? I, I agree to that deal. I'm okay, hold on. Let's put deal. it on the board because I'm going to forget. So let me <laughs> put this over on the yep. board. Hold on. So, Avi, uh, we'll put it right here. Avi, draft call. And this is going to be for uh, Lamb. Top ten wide receiver. Yep. Done. On on the board there. On the board there is not going to move. I may rewrite it cleaner, but that's on the board there. And there it is. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the draft call next year. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see about that one, Smitty. It's going to yeah. be a good. It's going to be close. I'm. I'm. He's going to be around there, but I think Mike Evans, Tyree Kill, some of these guys might just pass them with more. We'll see though. Lamb. Lamb right. is. Lamb is a monster, bro. <laughs> no, he's a monster, bro. I saw like stretches last year where he wasn't getting open as much. He wasn't making like he had like he had like solid games, but he never really like like had like that. Two or three stellar games were like, oh, he had like a Jamar Chase type. Yeah, game. but you got you got to you got to look yeah. at everything, bro. You got to look at everything in the fact that like there are a lot of times that Lamb and Dak were just not on the same page, and it was Dak's fault. Dak yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But 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 I don't think I don't... I don't think it I don't think it's something to where it's CD Lamb's fault. I don't think any of it was CD Lamb's fault. CD Lamb a lot of times would run a route, and he he the ball would go clear over his head. CD Lamb would look at him and just shake his head, walk off the field, and Dak would just kind of like walk off the field. Like a lot of the miscommunication was between was on the Dak side of the uh-huh. table. I I think you're gonna find that Lamb is gonna be electric, bro. Especially if they put him in the slot. Absolutely love. There's no there's no injury disqualifier. They don't we don't do we don't do things yeah. like that. No. All right. I appreciate Yavi. Later. Thank you. Avi coming in with the. The hot, the hot challenge. <laughs> Lamb's gonna explode. Like you could get hurt. Anybody could get hurt. I could lose that bet on an injury, but big deal, big deal. So I'll be drafting with Avi, and 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 giving him a free draft call. I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy my time. Um, thank you, Avi. Appreciate you. Dial in if you want. Call into the show. Dial six zero two N F L. What receiver changing teams is gonna be? Which it, who's in the best landing spot? And it it can be any receiver. Thank you. I mean, it was Hollywood Brown, right? Was Hollywood Brown? Um, and it still might be. Like we don't know if Hollywood's gonna get handed a suspension. We don't know. We have no clue. But of course. Adams, Tyreek Hill. I'm just, I, I, I'm not saying Hollywood was the number one. I just, I'm. It's more me reason to gripe and complain about Hollywood. I mean, Tyreek Hill is not in the best situation. I don't think he landed in a great spot. I think Adams kind of did. You know, it's a good spot. It's a downgrade. It's a downgrade. Um, AJ Brown, probably. Yeah, maybe it's AJB. I mean, it, it's a. Uh, it's close. It's close. Uh, I would say if I had to rank them, best landing spots, let's go over to the board. Go to marker board one. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Aiden 
Smitty. It's good to talk to you. What's up, baby? Uh, I want to ask, what, what's the earliest you would draft DeAndre Swift this year? Uh, th- th- I'll it, let's go to the marker board. So I probably would say what's one, up? two, three, four, five. Let's put six down. So we got JT. We got Chase. Uh, JJ. Cup. Najee, and then I think six, seven, six, seven is where you can arguably feel comfortable drafting Swift. Is is there any reason to reach on him in the first, or do you think you can still probably get him in the second? No, I don't think you're gonna in a in a league where people know what they're doing. I don't think you can get him in the second round. But maybe if if Grandma doesn't know what's going on, and you're drafting with Uncle Buck and I mean, it depends on the, the pre-rank list. Like, think about this. Like, it's almost irrelevant to have this conversation when the pre-rank list is going to tell the people you're drafting with what to do. If you're drafting with people that don't know what they're doing and Swift's falling to round two, they're going to be the people that are most pressured by the pre-rank list. And do you think Swift is sitting there in the second round on the pre-rank list? Probably not, bro. So everything comes yeah, down to the pre-rank sense. list. If he's the top running back option on the board when grandma's on the clock, She's taking DeAndre Swift, you know, or the person after Uncle Bud is taking DeAndre Swift. If you're drafting with people that know what they're doing, the pre-rank list will still influence them. Not so much to talk them into it, but because they know that they know the same thing. If Swift's at the top spot, you know, when you're on the clock and you see the guy you want and he's the top guy there and you're four picks away and you're like, oh crap, there's no way the top recommended player by the draft app. He's sitting there at the top is going to last four picks to me. You know he's going to get taken, right? Maybe somebody grabs somebody three players right. below and you go, oh, oh, three more picks, and then he goes. You know? So it's it's all about so the... Do you, feel, do you feel comfortable drafting him over like a Devontae Adams or a Stephon Diggs then? I well, think? I mean, I just showed you my ranking, bro. Like he's, you know, I, I have him literally six or seven. That's my ranking. That's my ranking. I that's where I draft Swift. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Like, do I, right, well, I like do I t- would I be would I be against you taking Adams? No, no. Um, would I be against you taking Diggs over him? Not not against it. I'm not making it take a lap. But if you're asking me, I'm taking Swift after those names. That is where I draft Swift. I draft Swift over Henry. I draft Swift over CMC. I draft Swift over every wide receiver but the top three wide receivers. That's me. That's me. And some people might not like that. Some people might come from a fantasy football content environment where they haven't been hit. They haven't been hit like that yet. They haven't been told that yet. They haven't seen that yet. And so it's going to come across as like crazy. And maybe in those environments, if the ADP rank pre-rank list doesn't screw you, Maybe in those environments, you can get away with them at 12. You know, like, I, I get them at 12 to 13 turn all the time. And I and I absolutely love it. Why? Because Dalvin Cook, Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, those are four players on top of the six players I just showed you. Where it's like, that's 10. He's like falling to 9, 10 in most scenarios. But when you ask me, I'm not, if I'm on the clock at number 7, and I can't trade out of it to get Swift at 12 or 11. 
I'm taking Swift because I'm not forcing Henry, Christian McCaffrey, or Dalvin Cook because my draft slot says that I need to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's too much of a injury history uh, with guys like you know McCaffrey and, and Henry, especially now. I just think it makes the most sense early in uh, or a little bit later on in round one. Yeah. And, and, and Swift, you know, Swift is a guy I was cautious with last year because he had Anthony Lynn, who's garbage, and he just didn't right. use him right for half of a year and until they ripped his play-calling duties from his kung fu grip and said, Anthony Lynn, go in the corner. You're no longer in charge of play-calling. Um, so Swift right now has no volume concern. Swift right now has no usage concern. Swift right now only has the soft tissue and kind of a little bit of injury risk. But past that, man, he's got that one red flag now. He doesn't have multiple red flags. Coaching, offense, not living in the red zone. This this team is improving very quickly. And I love St. Brown, Jamison Williams, uh, you know, Hawkinson. They're, they're loaded. They're loaded. Goff is okay at best, but at least he can become a little better than okay because of his surrounding talent. He'll kind of lift up to, to more than okay. And Swift's going to be a baller, bro. And he's situation-proof. You know? They're down. Like, the the Lions, I think, will hang. They'll hang with every team they play. I think they'll hang with every team they play. When they get a a legit quarterback in 2023, watch out. This is Cincinnati Bengals type of uh, rags-to-riches story. But even with golf and the limitations, they could hang with any team they play. But let's say... They're not hanging. Let's say they're down by two touchdowns. Swift is relevant. If they're up by two or three scores, Swift is relevant. He's completely situation-proof. And because of St. Brown and Jamison Williams, who will get better every week that he is on the field, maybe it takes him. I think they have a bye week of six. So I imagine Jamison Williams in week seven on being really, really good. But you've got the ability to stretch the field like no other. This offense, the Detroit Lions, as bad as they may seem to people that are casuals that walk in and just make blanket statements and judgments about teams like the Lions. A casual, a fantasy Karen, a fantasy Bob, a fantasy worried William will tell you that the Lions are trash and that, you know, how is he going to live in the red zone? The Lions have changed a ton and they will they will stretch the field with St. Brown and Jamison Williams and the tight end and everything to make it make open space for Swift. Absolutely love it. Right. Trust your gut, yeah, though. Yeah, I love it, too. I think... What's that? Trust your gut, though. Yeah, I believe it. I believe in this year. I had him last year on one of my teams. I think if you look at it, uh, Jared Goff, I mean, he was the quarterback for Todd Gurley when he had that, that those great couple years there. Yep. All right, buddy. Call back anytime, Aiden. Appreciate it, man. Yep, Thank I got you, you in here, great so call, call back whenever later. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Yo, Smitty, this is Ryan. Ryan, what's up? Nothing much, man. Just sitting here listening to the show. I had a question for you. Uh, I really like your wide receiver rankings. Uh, I got Jefferson slightly over Chase as the number one wide receiver. Am I crazy if I take him at the second pick? No, not at all. I mean, I I just showed you... Uh, let me go ahead and go back to the to the marker board. I just showed you where I had Chase number two. 
And I'm not saying there aren't situations where I don't rank Chase number two. But if I rank JT at one, I could rank JJ, Chase, Cup. And, and these these three are interchangeable. You know, like you could argue any one of those guys. But these are my these are my top four. Like Najee, I go back and forth yeah. on. And it kind of depends on the league type. Am I going to be like... My best player available approach encompasses everything. It encompasses what do I expect to see in the second round? Who am I drafting with? What will be the scarcity of the running back position? A lot of people think that I just draft blindly off of that, but there's a lot factored into best player available. So in some cases, Najee might feel like he's the number two. So Najee's the only guy that can break into my in-between here. But these three right here, these three wide receivers right here, are like almost a block and that block moves either below Swift I'm sorry below Najee and maybe even Eckler because you could put Eckler here so when I said Swift I could put Swift at at six or seven I could draft Eckler Mm -hmm. uh, to that other caller Aiden I could draft Eckler over Swift there's nothing wrong with that either but this block of wide receivers I feel moves as a group they're like a flock that goes down together. So it's like these guys could go all together below Najee. These guys could go all together below Eckler. I kind of feel like once you start drafting one of them, they're all equal almost in some sense. So for me, it's, you know, this is my top seven right here. This is my top seven. I don't have Henry in there. I don't have CMC in there. I don't have Dalvin Cook in there. That shocks people sometimes, but that's the nature of the way <laughs> I operate and navigate through the fantasy football uh, you know, rankings, bro. I don't, I'm not trusting those guys. Would I maybe take one of them like at eight, nine, 10? Sure. And like I've always said, I want to own Henry in like one league. I want to own CMC maybe in one league. So I'm not completely off yeah. of these guys, but I'm certainly not excited about them. And I'm certainly not banking on multiple teams having to have these guys stay healthy when they've consistently proven that they can't stay healthy consistently. You know, it's not like we haven't yeah. seen, we haven't seen CMC for two years. You know, do do consistent. I mean, stuff. I, I'm a fan through and through, and uh, I, I just I trust them. I don't trust Eckler. They're great players, but I, I just feel like I'm gonna get the solid floor from Jefferson, and I can get an ETN or something. Yeah, coming back around on the second and third turn. Uh, Ron got uh, nausea at two point three in an in an in a best ball today. On underdog wow i don't understand you know I, you know we have to adapt to this like we can't just ignore this information when it does happen consistently so let's say ron Najee falls to like 11 10 2.1 2.2 like at some point we have to adapt to that not because we agree with it but because we can steal them away so like in a case where we start seeing Najee go consistently outside the top eight which could happen it feels like it's kind of happening and ron's proven it right here if people are that, and we've had a couple comments, people are saying, I'm fading Najee, I'm fading Najee. People are down on him. They're just, I don't know what's turned the, the tide, but they're down on him. And if that's the case, we need to trade down instead of taking Najee at two, three, or four overall. Like, taking Najee at two or three or four is a big wasted opportunity because you clearly can trade down and get him later. Even though he's my second or, or you know, third or, you know, you got to take advantage. Similar to, similar to, uh, to Javante, like you want my true expectation of how it's going to finish. This is how I think it's going to finish. 
This is my expectation level, not my ranking because they're two different things. This is what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be JT and Javante. This is the one and two at the end of the year when all is said and done. This is the running back one and the running back two. Wouldn't even shock me if it was reversed. But but where do we take Javante? Where do you hear me say take Javante? Never do I say take him above like 12. Ever. So if Najee cements himself outside of the top eight on the regular every single time you do a draft, we need to adjust and adapt. We can't be taking Javante in the top two or three just because I think he's a top two or three running back. We can't take Najee in the top two or three just because I think he's a good top two or three pick. So we do have to adjust and adapt. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where Najee goes in the next week or two. All right, buddy. You got anything else? No, that's it, man. Appreciate uh, everything you do. Yeah, Ryan, call back anytime. What was this, buddy? Hey, Smitty, what receiver changing teams? Oh, yeah. Is... So, I, I I would say I was going to go over here and rank them on the board for for Brucey. I'd probably say if I had to rank the receivers changing teams, Adams isn't going to a better spot. But of the changing team-wide receivers, I still think he finishes uh, you know, scoring the most. Uh, then I would say this year uh, changing... teams I would say Adams I'd probably say Hill uh no I'm gonna say AJ Brown AJ Brown Hill and probably Hollywood I might be forgetting somebody if I'm forgetting somebody tell me I'm trying to spitball this but that's probably my ranking of the wide receivers changing teams it's tough to say I think AJ Brown's getting no respect right now AJ Brown's getting such disrespect. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Hey, Smitty. Uh, my question is, if I go running back heavy, can I draft Amas St. Brown as my number one receiver and Eli Moore as my number two? I love St. Brown, but I mean, I don't know that you're going to, like, you'd have to really have a strange draft. To, to be uh, no no juju. You guys remember? <laughs> I'm I, Swaggy and Conklin love juju. Don't wa- don't watch the show where I laugh at at the keeper value of juju because <laughs> I I was rolling, bro. I was belly laugh roll belly laugh rolling, almost on the floor on that topic. Um, what was I saying? Uh, what was Brucey's question, man? I. I Oh, St. Brown. Um, you'd have to have a weird team, a very weird team built, Brucey, to have St. Brown as your number one wide receiver. I think you could for sure earn it. I love St. Brown. I'm so high on St. Brown. I don't think there's a an individual on the planet that likes St. Brown more than I do. But if we were to go to the, the marker board, let's go to marker board one on this one and, and talk this out. Like, St. Brown's a six-rounder, right? So... And maybe even a seventh rounder in some cases. So you'd have to literally, Brucey, you'd have to have uh, your round one, round two. Uh, let's let's see. Let's do it like this. Quarterback, running back. So round one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay? So this would have to be your team, let's say. 
you'd have to have literally like a uh let's go let's go uh jamar chase or no you're going wide receiver sorry let's say you go jt let's say you take josh allen and let's say you take tyreek oh you can't go wide receiver god my instinct to do that let's say you go Brees hall let's say you go etn this is the t- kind of team you'd have to have. One, two, three, four. Oh, no, we still need another player. Um, Kittle. To have St. Brown as your number one wide receiver, you'd have to build this way. And, and if you do, then I'm okay with it. You literally have no wide receiver one yet, but you got JT, Hall, Josh Allen, ETN, Kittle. Now you can go St. Brown here and it's fire. But, like, he is, he is a sixth to seventh round pick. This is me putting him in the sixth round. One, two, three, four, five, sixth round. You can't take him any earlier in sixth round. So if he is your number one wide receiver, Brucey, you have to have this team to surround him. And if it is, it's fine. If it is best player available, it's okay. You could have Eli Moore and St. Brown as your two wide receivers if you're stacked this way. This is a fire team. But you have to build it the right way to to answer your question. Because like... My initial reaction is, like, you can't do that unless you do something crazy, you know, like that. That's crazy, but it's crazy in a good way. Call into the show. Dial 602. Hey, Smitty, there was an article that said the Giants were interested in Jimmy G. What does their offense look like with Jimmy G? My opinion, maybe Galladay goes to the moon. Jimmy G's going to go to the moon. If he lands in New York. Brucey, this whole infatuation you have with Jimmy G, I don't understand it. I don't send you on very many laps, Brucey. Like, Brucey's almost immune to taking laps, but you gotta let go of Jimmy. Take a You gotta let go of Jimmy, Brucey. He's not the guy. No moon. There's no... You can't suggest... I'm sorry. As much as I love the Bruce, you can't suggest the moon and Jimmy G ever again on this show. Oh, come on, Bruce. Come on, Bruce. Call into the show. What's the number to call in? It, Jacob, it's right in front of your face. Bro. And there's a song, or a, 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 I'm saying it over and over. <laughs> the Brucey moonshot for Jimmy G. Bruce, that has to be the worst moon call we've ever had i love brucey brucey please don't take offense to that that's got to be the worst player we've talked about going to the moon and off he goes to the planet known as uranus that's where jimmy's going and off he goes to the planet known as uranus no no brucey all right brucey redeem yourself Smitty, we see the Niners offense and they use three running backs. Now, Miami is probably going to do the same thing because they got uh, McDaniel, who's the offensive coordinator of the Niners. Should we draft all three Dolphin running backs if you want to go that route with the Miami Dolphins? No, because you don't know who it's going to be. And I don't know that I feel confident in the, the Miami Dolphin running back crew. Like, Gaskin is the best running back on the Miami Dolphins. He is. You can disagree with me all you want. That's that's almost fact. Almost. <laughs> almost fact. It's conjecture. But it's, it's fact in my eyes. I love Gaskin. I think Gaskin is the reverse of Debo Samuel. He's the... 
Not the wide back. He, but he'd be the back. What would he be? Not the wide back. He would be the wide out. <laughs> the traditional wide out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you call him. What's the reverse of a wide back? He's the reverse. He's a complete reverse. He's a he's a running back that can play the deep bow role, but also be the running back. And he's so talented. Absolutely love Gaskin. I hope he somehow climbs his way into that McDaniel system. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty. It's Zach. What's up, Zach? I have a question. Um, if my league starts two running backs, two wide receivers, and three flexes, does that change the way that you draft it all? Two running back, two wide receiver, three flex? Yeah. Um, I mean... It doesn't change anything until, like, I'm on the clock at every one of these picks. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to evolve. The The flow of draft will evolve. So, I'd probably say, like, it doesn't change anything early on in the draft. But, like, later on when those decisions can only be made by you. It's not like anybody can give you advice. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's... I'm not, it's not changing who I take in round one. It's not changing who I take in round two. You're still obligated to start two running backs. You're still obligated to start two wide receivers. It just so happens your depth is going to be more important, but it will be for everybody. So, no, doesn't affect anything. Doesn't affect anything. It might make me so who would- contemplate going later quarterback in a way if I think, unless Joe Burrow falls to me in round six, then I just don't care. I'll take him. But, like, Trey Lance and then getting an extra player might be a good approach for this team. You know, just a, a very loose plan of attack because you don't want to cement anything in. Who are your favorite, like, late-round wide receivers that you could take for those, like, last two flex spots, for example? Uh, late wide receivers. So, um, St. Brown in the sixth or seventh round is going to be, you know, a guy that you're going to want to have maybe in that top flex spot of the three if you can. Um, I think Elijah Moore, who Bruce, you brought up already. Uh, I think, uh, like, let me look at some rankings here. I think, uh, Tony Pollard, uh, Damian Pierce could, could climb into a role like that. Algier could climb into a role like that. And we're probably talking about the last, you know, flex of those with those guys. Um, I like Claypool a little bit deep. I like Ayuk. Ayuk is a fantastic player to be in one of those flex spots for you. Elijah Moore, St. Brown, like I said. Um, uh, Kenneth Walker. Can you imagine Kenneth Walker in one of those spots? That would be phenomenal. I mean, those are just a few. You know, and you could even go, you could even have, a, you know, a, a Dawson Knox or, you know, someone like that. And, and I'm not a big advocate of drafting two tight ends, like in the sense of drafting two tight ends and doing the double tight end. But when you have three flex players, a guy like Knox in the third spot isn't a horrible backup. You know what I'm saying? Like he could, he could rotate in there. How do you... How do you feel about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Um, I like Clyde a lot, and uh, as far as I can tell, I don't know that he's there's that much concern yet about him. So I think he's looking okay, but but we'll see. Um, I feel like I feel like people are I, I feel like people are sleeping on him. I feel like people are thinking about all the other running backs definitely. in that room, but nobody's thinking about all the trap draft capital and the rapport he has with Mahomes. Yeah, I feel like he could be a steal. Like where he, he's going he def- now, he definitely still one of my sleepers for sure. Like, you could get Clyde in one of those flex spots. I like it. I like it. Clyde's got risk, but he's also got massive upside. Because that that playbook and that offense are... I think he could be so good. 
It's not easy to learn that playbook, bro. That offense is complex. You can't, Rojo can't come in and just do it. Like, Rojo could be starting at some point. Like, let's say Clyde got hurt. But Mahomes would be telling Rojo where to go. You know? Yeah. Would be, and would, Clyde, Clyde could play that, that receiver role because they don't have that anymore because of Tyreek leaving. Yeah, I'd take, I'd take, like Meet the Woo said, I'd take Clyde all day long around seven. And he's falling there. Like, his injury, his injury recently made him fall. Uh, to round seven easily, and I take Clyde all day long at seven. Yeah, he's definitely he's getting slept on. He's kind of like a ETN situation in my opinion, except he has he has uh, Mahomes as a quarterback. Yeah. Yep. All, all right, right, man. Thanks, Pre- appreciate you. Later. I don't know what you mean. Drop the link you for YouTube, please. What link are you talking about? What link are you talking about, bro? Whatever it is, I'll drop it, but I don't know. Um, what I do want to drop is the link to Underdog Fantasy so you, you guys can get in on this. And and if you if you want to be involved in the drafts that we do, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Do you think Jonathan Taylor is going to fall into the same thing that Ezekiel Elliott did? That they're going to fall into the same trap and they're just not going to perform the same, like, High octane output that they are next year. I'm not quite following with what you're saying. Do I think like, do I think JT is going to fall into Elliott to Jonathan Taylor in their first couple of years? Like Ezekiel Elliott had a hell of a second year. Jonathan Taylor had a hell of a second year. I mean like, Zeke Elliott's been gonna... Zeke Elliott's been beasting for a while though. So I don't know that like Zeke Elliott's fallen into any kind of like pattern of being disappointing. He's been a beast for a while. Right, but I mean like injuries and stuff like that. But uh, like Jonathan Taylor, that's why I'm asking about Jonathan Taylor more. Is like is he gonna fall in that injury? Like even with Saquon Barkley, like you think they're gonna just overuse them? I mean say I, I Saquon's a better example. Zeke has been Zeke has been pretty healthy and played a lot of games, man. So Zeke is, if he, Zeke has more carries than anyone relevant in the NFL. He has like I don't know. It's like 1,800. Oh, so let's use let's use Barkley because the Elliot thing doesn't. Um, do I think JT could become Elliot or Barkley? Um, I don't know, man. I think it's a pretty pretty tough thing to like draw a conclusion on because we haven't seen JT. Like the, JT just came out. He wasn't like overused yep. to like a crazy uh, right. scary right. degree or anything. So like I don't know what would make you think. He's on a path of quickly falling off. I will say this, that if you're the number one player in fantasy football, you're the number one running back, what does that mean? That means you're being overfed more than anybody in the game, right? Because it's making you the number one productive player. So you're getting a lot of production. So in general, if you're the number one top back for multiple years, you probably will fall off a little quicker than the average running back because you were being overworked more than anybody in the National Football League. So, do I think... Right, and I I don't even mean that in, like, a negative way. I just mean it, like, more of, like, do you think you, like, 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 people should depend depend on someone like that in that kind of system less and less, or do you think he's just going to be a monster? I I don't depend on him worried about what you're saying any less than than... I would, let's say, uh, Javante or Najee Harris or... No, I'm not worried about JT. 
Right. I think JT, okay. like any running back, used the way JT's being used or the way Najee's being used or the way that Jonathan or Javante's going to be used, the way that Eckler's be used. They all have a four or five yeah. year shelf yeah. life max in my mind. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Uh, what was your yeah. name, man? Uh, my name is Chris. Chris? Okay, Chris. I got you in here. Call anytime, bro. Alright, I appreciate it, man. Have a good rest of the night. Appreciate you. Good question. I just needed to get clarity on it, but uh, thank you, Chris. Bye. Yeah, no problem. Alright, thank you, Chris. Um, oh, the link to the YouTube uh, exclusive members? Absolutely, bro. I'll drop that right now. Um, first, I dropped the link. Um, guys, I pinned a link in the chat right now. It's for the Underdog Fantasy. Um, if you guys want to do the puppy drafts, the Underdog Fantasy puppy drafts, and if you guys want to do uh, you know, the mock drafting and stuff that we do, Please click this link that I pinned in the live chat and, and get going on it now. Just make a minimum deposit of 10 bucks. They'll match it 10 bucks. If you deposit 100, they'll match it 100. They'll match it up to 100 bucks. But go ahead and do that now. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Link is in the description. Use promo code SMITTY. But get on that early so you can jump right into the drafts when we do them. So tomorrow night when we do a puppy draft, you'll want to already be signed up and signed in. So go now. Link is pinned in the description. It's also... All right, the link's in the description and pinned in the chat. What's up, man? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? How you doing? This is Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Um, I have a question. Uh, can you rank your third-round running backs, um, starting from Zeke, Monty, um, ETN, uh, let's see, Cam Akers? I mean, you're, you're making an assumption that Zeke Elliott's a third-round running back to me. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I for sure can. Okay, so third round okay. running backs. I'm not gonna put Zeke in there. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I I think Zeke is an okay fourth rounder, but I'm not even probably drafting him in the fourth round. To be honest, <laughs> that might offend some people, but that's okay. So here's the third round, round three. Oh, hold on. Let me switch this over and give you the board view. I don't know if you can watch at the same time. If not, you can watch the replay. But I'll, I'll speak it out loud. So my number, my top running backs for round three, I would say Brees Hall's number one, ETN is number two, um, and these are the likely guys to be available in round three. Um, I think uh, you know Aaron Jones has no shot. Nick Chubb could fall in round three the way he's falling, but I will just leave him out for right now because he's more of a second round player. Um, Barkley. I think is somebody that I'm going to name in a second. Now he's going in the second round to a lot of people. So, you know, mm-hmm. he may not qualify. I think Kamara is going in the third round still. He's going to start climbing into round one, but we'll see on that. I think, I think that's about it, man. For me, I, these are my third round running backs. When people call they're a dead zone, you know, of running backs, this is kind of like my dry zone. Yeah. I don't think there's a dead zone, but I think there's a dry zone, a light zone. There's a light amount of running backs that I like in round three. These are them, mm-hmm. and I and I'm still cautious over Camara, but these are my two, like locks in round three. Now Barkley, I'll put in here. Um, Barkley after Camara. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you think of James Conner? I think he's a fourth rounder. I don't think he's a third rounder. I've seen James Conner go in round three, and I don't understand it. I, I don't. I mean, I I like him, but like, when's he proven when we invested draft capital in him? When is he proving it? He's always proving it when he's a steal. So while Connor and Lenny will go in three, I won't take him in three. 
I won't take Connor. Connor's not going to be my third drafted player. He's just not. I, I know that will offend some people. I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm not drafting him as my third drafted player. Whenever I've drafted Connor, and I and I haven't, so whenever I've envisioned drafting Connor in the third round, I can't envision a good team. I can't envision a team that's going to make it out alive. You know, I could, maybe a good team, but I don't envision a team that wins at all. You draft Zeke Elliott mm-hmm. in round two or even even in round three. You draft Connor in round three. You draft Deontay Johnson in round three. You draft Pittman, who I like a lot, but I like him at the right price. You draft Pittman in round three. You're not winning championships. You're, you're putting mm-hmm. yourself in a real awkward position where that player has to deliver what you're what you're investing or you're not. You don't have a shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, man. But hey, trust your gut, bro. I'm wrong on stuff. I don't want. I don't. You know, sometimes I come across one love. Join the exclusive YouTube exclusive membership. Hold on, let's say it. Where's your mashed potatoes? Appreciate you, one love. Um, anything else you got, bro? Who, who am I talking to again? Nope. Uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, call in any time, and and I hope you didn't take that like in a negative way. I was just telling you my my ranking. You, nope, you, 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 you want to tell me what you're thinking? I'm thinking, I was thinking Brees Hall, um, Zeke, and then I was thinking um, Montgomery. Okay, Mon- you know, Monty's, I'm, that's why I kept you on. I want. I wanted to have a conversation. I think Monty, I, by the way, I pinned that uh, message. If you want to get in the YouTube exclusive membership group, guys, that, that's pinned in the live chat. I think Monty can be talked about in that group. I think Barkley and Monty mm-hmm. are like the bottom of round three running backs that I would take. But Mon- Monty's pretty good. Yeah. I yeah, like that. I agree. Not bad. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, call anytime. Yeah, Mon- Monty can be Monty can be in there. Uh, where are we at here? Terry said he had a, 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 a Discord question. So let me get to Terry real quick. B-Man asked in Discord today, all things being equal, pick one, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, or Jalen Hurts? Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts. Uh, probably Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance is a tie. I mean, I go back and forth. I want I want both of them, one in each league. What's up, Ron? Hey, what's going on, Smitty? What's up, man? Hey, um... Like uh, you were just doing the running back, I see Connor and I see Fournette being taken in the third, but only after Etn and Brees Hall is already gone. That happened in my draft earlier. Yeah, and, I, see, um, I see it happening too. I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, but but I understand that people are doing it. But I'm just like, if I'm ranking it. I I just can't envision a team I like with Connor as my third drafted player, bro. I just can't. I can't see. I yeah. can't see liking the depth of it. Oh, same here. I yeah. think people are taking them because that's who's left at running back, and they and they might not have a running back, so they're taking them in the third before it gets lower. And and the other thing, I got two other things. Um, uh. Did you hear that? What the what the Bears did with Montgomery? They they demoted him down to the special teams, and 
Did you hear about that? Wait, no, describe what you're saying. What? Yeah, they put they put him down as the second team, and they got uh, uh, what is it? Khalid is his backup as as actually the number one, and they're trying to figure out if they're trying to teach Montgomery if Montgomery did something. And they're trying to teach him a lesson, or, or to, to um, is, is this on the official? Him Where are you seeing this though? I, I saw this on. Um, it was either on. Uh, it I'll was go. either on NFL Network or it was uh, one of the other one of the other shows. Okay, well I'm gonna go. I'm gonna it. go on the depth chart. Go go to the depth chart right now. Hold on. I'm on ChicagoBears.com. They don't have a depth but chart. But it was kind of, it was, yeah, it was. They don't have a depth chart released. I don't know where you're seeing that. I don't know where who's putting that out, but the ChicagoBears.com depth chart is empty right now. They're not, they haven't decided. So I don't know where that's coming from or somebody like is running with something that they're twisting it up a little bit and then everybody's reporting on it. I don't know. I th- Well, I think it was probably coming out, you know how they're covering all the camps and everything. And they were, they were talking about it when they were covering the camp. And, um, I mean, it might just be trying to teach him, uh, humble him or something. I don't know. But as of right now, that's what they did with him. And um, I, I don't think it's going to stay I'd that have way. To be, but, I'd have to hear more um, clarity on it because I'm not sure. I mean, it could be it could be something to where they just said, like, um, you know, Herbert's been running with the first team and then Montgomery's been sitting out with something. You know, like, I don't, I don't I haven't heard anything like that. It's not been reported. Um, but that I've seen. No, they had him. From what? from what they reported, but they had him running with the uh, special teams. But anyway, you know, you got your feelers out there, so put your feelers out there and see what you yeah. find out about that. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll look around. Just... I'm looking I'm looking around on, on newswires, and I, I haven't heard anything like that. Like I said, I, I bet you it's something that somebody's running with that maybe shouldn't, but I don't know. It could be. And the other thing is. Um, there, there was talk about Dallas trying to go after um, signing Fuller. What do you think if that were to happen, and how would that impact the Cowboys? Do you think uh, if that were to go down, Fuller to where the, the Cowboys? Cowboys. Yeah, I mean that that would be a good wide receiver to add. It wouldn't concern me about like Lamb. It would only just be like, okay, now there's another weapon there. If Tolbert doesn't work out, or they want to use him instead of Tolbert, that's good. I mean, Tolbert and, and Vasher and, and, and Fuller would be a good complement to C.D. Lamb, so I'd be all for that. I'd be all for yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking if, if Fuller legitimacy to that, that could be a really good signing for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just lost Washington for most of the year, so and Washington's kind of ir- irrelevant anyways. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of Khalil Herbert believers in our chat and in our community, and I'm, I'm one of them. I love Khalil Herbert. So... Uh, some people are reporting that he's just going to be doing some special teams on top of it, that there's no demotion whatsoever. Somebody said that he's going to also be playing special teams this year or something, or he's trying it out, or I don't know. I haven't really heard any definitive yeah. information on that. So whether someone's reporting that and they shouldn't be, or he's doing something right now and working on a drill or something, like who knows. But I do love Khalil Herbert. Yeah. He's one of my favorite standalone grabs and holds because – Monty is a risk to get to get hurt. I you know, and we don't know Khalil Herbert's very, very good. If he gets in there, I think he he's not necessarily a league winner, but he's a 
a guy that can help you win a league if you're in a bind and, and you need a running back and he sit on your bench and Monty goes down. Khalil Herbert, he's a boss. I love him. Oh, and um, you'd be proud of me. I actually uh, took my first share of Jalen Hurts today in my underdog draft. Nice work. Nice work. That guy's going to score a lot. I think that's fantastic. And I've seen... I backed him up with press. I've seen... Where did Joe Burrow go? Um, Burrow actually went right after he did. Burrow went after Hurts. Like, two picks or something like that. And I and, and I didn't get anybody to go with Hurts. Um, so, basically... But he's just good as a standalone, I think, too. Even if you don't have any of his, his other components. Um, and, and I picked up Prescott because I picked up uh, uh, um, um, Schultz. And then uh, later on, I, I picked up Tolbert. So I got a stack there. So I was – and then um, I ended up with DJ because, you know, with my top three running backs, I ended up with uh, <laughs> Henry. And then, then I got uh, Najee. And then I got Hall. And I, I figured that's good. Even if Henry – something happens to Henry I got I got Najee and Hall to back him up so I'm happy with that but I ended up with DJ Moore for then that was another first time I had no shares of DJ so I ended up with the uh, DJ um for the first time so nice man you know a little different awesome so all right Ron appreciate you my man all right uh, thanks for yep, the, the other people want to call in. Yeah, thanks for the scoop on Monty. I'll have to look into it. I, I haven't seen, like I said, anything. I've just I've heard that he might play special teams, but I've not heard anything about any sort of demotion whatsoever. Uh, and Monty will be fine. But yeah, but, yeah. but I love Herbert. I love Herbert. Draft him anyway, guys. All right, appreciate you, Ron. This is a crazy. Oh what? Year anyway, so yeah, it is a crazy year. I mean, this time it's got all sorts of stuff thrown out there this time of year. So yes, sir. Some stuff is factual. Some stuff. Yes and whatever, but take care, brother. Hey, uh, send me a screenshot of where you saw that, and then I'll put it up on the screen here. So d- DM it to me on IG. Okay, if I can find it. Okay, later, Ron. It- you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. You've got 30 seconds. We're closing the phone line down, and you're the last caller. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty. This is Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, uh, I just want your opinion on the Minnesota Vikings offense with Kevin O'Connell coming in. You think that's a bigger boost for Jefferson or Cook? And which one would you take at the 105 Well, I, in a half PPR? Yeah, I don't really draft Cook, man. Um, I, I'd take him like if he fell to a ridiculous value. Like if I'm at 12 overall and he's still sitting there, I mean, I, I might entertain it. I'm just not a big I, – I love J.J. J.J.'s in my top four. You know, it's J.J. all the way. J.J. all the way. Um, Jamar Chase, J.J., Cooper Cup. Those guys, in my opinion, are in a, in a, in a PPR 2-3-4. Now, in your situation, you said half PPR? Yes, sir. Um, I'm not drafting Cook over, you know, a Najee or something. But would I take... Uh, I know for sure... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, would I would I take uh, would I take Najee over him? Yeah. Would I would I probably draft Jefferson or Chase or Cup in a half PPR over Cook? I still would. I still would. I would take JJ over 
over Cook and a half PPR. But if you draft Cook, just just cuff him to Madison for sure. All right, Smitty. Well, I appreciate your input, man. Yeah, have did, a good day. Did you have a follow up? Uh, well, I, I was just saying. Um, I know that uh, one of my buddies is a Chargers fan. He's taking Eckler at one. Uh, JT is going to go to CMC three, and Henry's four. That's why I was asking because I've always liked Cook, and uh, I didn't know if he would be a reliable option. I, I mean, I just worry about his shoulder. Often, but... I worry about his shoulder, man, and the mileage. And but, but to answer your initial question, I think the Vikings' offense changing will benefit JJ more than it will benefit the run. However, I'm a little worried about changing it in general because it's working. You know what I mean? The balance of it keeps JJ, you know, wide open. Uh, the balance of it keeps Cook, you know, seeing a bunch of r- room to run. So I don't know why. I don't think changing it is the best approach. But I mean, it is what it, it could work. It could work, but it will probably be more beneficial to JJ than it will be the running attack. I would draft JJ or Jamar. I would take Jamar Chase in a .5 if it's me because I think he scores 15-plus touchdowns this year. You know, yeah, I'm or, high on Chase as well, man. Or take I'm, Najee. I'm or take Najee. But I, I would take, I'd probably take Chase if you're going to go wide receiver. I'd take Najee if you, if you want to go running back. But that's me. Trust your gut. I mean, Henry could have one year left. McCaffrey could have one year. I mean, who knows, man? It, it's tough to say. But, hey, I appreciate you calling in. Call, call in any time, pal. Thanks, Mitty. All right, later. Appreciate you. All right, we are closing the phone line down. Phone line is done. Um, Rockout, are you still here? James Conklin, are you still here? I got to address these super chats. I apologize. Rockout, where are you? Rockout, thank you, buddy. Thank you, pal. Thanks for the super chat. Giddy up. Appreciate you. Um... Where is my screen? There we go. Ah, those went away. So, uh, Rockout says, rate this team, 14-man team. Swift, Javante, McLaurin, Etienne, Burrow, Mooney, Gesicki, uh, Pollard, Devontae Smith. Boy, wow, bro. Wow. How'd you get that in a 14-team league, Rockout? Damn, bro. That's great, Rockout. Appreciate your super chat. Sorry about the delay. James, I'm sorry about the delay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, love this team. Swift, Javante, McLaurin, ETN, Burrow. This is like a 12-team league to me. So, great job. Um, nothing to even really advise you to change. I mean, Moody's a really good wide receiver, too, in the context of what you did here. Algier and Pollard could pop off. Um, I skipped DK for ETN. I don't mind that. That's really good, man. That's really good. You took people to school on that one. James Conklin. Uh, Jay Ross, 16th and Ridley, 13th and Dynasty approved. Jay Ross, 16th and Ridley, 13th and Dynasty approved. You mean you took Jay Ross in the 16th round? You took Ridley in the 13th round? Um... Justin Ross, we don't know what's going to happen with him. It's such a shame that he ended up going on uh, Alfred, uh, on IRL for the season. I don't know what to expect from him, man. It was kind of the negative thing, right? Um, I would say I would say Ridley in the 13th is good. We don't know what Ridley's going to do. Ridley could come back, so I don't mind that at all. It's pretty good. 
I don't know about Ross. I, I hope Ross is okay, but, it, you know, not a good sign. Not a good sign, bro, that he's out for the year already, you know, for his future. Uh, yeah, rock out playing with a, a local nursing home is what Prime said. Unbelievable. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we might start calling it about an hour to an hour and a half now just to keep things moving on the show rather than go for two hours. I uh, appreciate everybody being here. If you're new to the show, please hit that subscribe button. Please like it on the way out the door. Um, get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Ron Navy exp- extending the show two more show minutes. Show extended additional two boy, minutes. a boy, Ron Navy. Um, get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com, which is right behind Ron and I. Um, YouTube, you can always find me at YouTube here at youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow. But if you want my written content, you go to thefantasyfootballshow.com instead of youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow. But the Fantasy Football Show is where it's at, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on thefantasyfootballshow.com. Because your boy Smitty's dropping bold predictions, rankings. I got my one-on-one text advice service where you can text me on demand. I've got loads of people messaging me about moon calls and moon shots and bold predictions and busts and sleepers and lineup advice and waiver wire help. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your one-on-one text advice ordered. Let's go. Um, Show ends in one minute. Gonna, gotta, I gotta, like, we've had so many live emergency streams. I have yet to post the premiere, which will probably be tomorrow afternoon around 11 or 10 a.m. or something Eastern, maybe even 9 Eastern, I don't know, where we uh, we unveil the, the, the best picks for round two. So that's still coming. So expect that. Ron wants to get it going one more time. Show extended additional two minutes. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for the super chat. Giddy up. I owe a few more for the extension. It's okay. Ron, you, you're the man. Are the waivers in the Cooper Cup League? Timmy Patrick is on my squad. Yeah, you should. I think waivers started Monday. Uh, somebody let me know if that isn't the case. Let's get those likes likes up, says Beard. We've got 99 likes. We need one more. We've got 122 eyeballs still in here. Punch that thumb up button. Let's get over 100. Let's get it over a hundo. Appreciate that, guys. Oh, man, I've been live a lot. I'm, a, I'm live at least one emergency stream a day, it seems, right now, if not two, and then we've got the 7 p.m. show. That's why I'm cutting it shorter than an hour and a half. Um, but... Show ends in one minute. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm going to be doing a video. So the next video, post-production-wise, upload, premiere, will be the best picks in round two, then the best picks in round three, the best picks in round four. I might combine a couple of them because they might be short, you know, so I don't want to make a short, short video. But I'll be doing basically every round. Then the next video, I'm going to be talking about three or four gems that can help you win a league. That might be the next video. 
and then from there i've got so many videos planned we'll probably do our first waiver wire early waiver wire video we'll do a panic chamber episode we'll do a buy low sell high we'll start getting into the groove of of, of the 2022 season uh, mock draft will probably be tonight or tomorrow not tonight i don't think i'm going to go live tonight i might i might surprise show you. ends in 10 seconds i might surprise you show what? show extended additional two minutes ron again Ron wants four more minutes. Show extended additional two minutes. Four minutes for Ron. This was an old one. Seth did not just drop those. <laughs> Jocelyn did not just drop those. But Ron dropped this. And wanted to go four more minutes. But he talked to us about Javante or Debo. Um, Look, I love Debo. I talk Debo all the time. All the time. Love me some Debo Samuel. People are so ridiculous on Debo. You know, not going to run. What did I tell you over and over and over? When people said he's not going to play wide back, he's not as valuable playing, he's going to get less work. What did I say over and over and over, beating a dead horse? What did I tell you? That's garbage. He's going to play wide back. Who's heard him say it from his lips? Nobody. Now look what he says. He comes out and confirms it. Comes out and confirms it. Comes out and confirms so, show extended, Matthew show extending extended it back to four minutes. Thank minutes. you, Matthew. Uh, let me put that over here. Ron, thank you, my man. Macho, I would take Javante over Debo, but do I like him about the same in some context? Yeah, I do. And I want to own both of them. You know, so give me the 12, 13. I, I'll go, I'll go Javante, Debo. No, no question about it. 11 and 14. I'll go Javante and Debo. Matthew says, no question. Just wanted to give you something for answering my Vikings question. Matthew, I appreciate you, buddy. And and uh, let me elaborate on it. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like, why change something that's working? And when, when Dalvin Cook is doing well, when Jeff, Jefferson's doing well, you got a balanced attack. I don't know that the... the, the and Ron, Ron, put your earmuffs on. I don't know that Cousins is the guy that you want to just shift the offense over to this extremely, you know, uh, uh, much more heavy pass attack. Like, I think Cousins does well because of the balance. I think part of why Cousins is successful is because they have a whole lot of balance. And I'm not saying the new Vikings approach won't be to take away all the balance, but I think if they are going to go a little more pass heavy, I don't know that that's the right move when you have an equally impacting run as you do pass. So I don't know that it like makes Cousins better. I think Cousins is great where he is in this situation with a, a balanced approach. Um, yeah, Cousins isn't bad. I mean, Ron loves Cousins. I'm not, I'm not starting Cousins in fantasy. He's not a top 12 guy to me. But... Yeah, if you guys want to, to cop that merch, Terry Ain't Lying, there is a merch link, and that merch link is this. So if you guys want that merch, go cop the merch. Um, if you guys want the YouTube exclusive memberships, that is pinned in the live chat. Jefferson can't be wide receiver one if Cousins is bad, says BW. And that's, that's why Cousins isn't bad. He's not bad at all. He's just not a t- top 12 wide receiver in a... Or I'm sorry, a quarterback. 
top 12 quarterback in a in a world where we have to shove Derek Carr and maybe even Brady or A-Rod out of the top 8 to 10, you know? Punch that like button, says Corey. Appreciate that, Corey. Frank in the building. Thank you for the super chat, uh, Matthew. Thank you for the super chats, Ron. Cousins has improved over the years. Yep. I got a hoodie, Smitty, at a boy, Blackbeard. Ron and Devin both. Show ends in one minute. Ron and Devin both punching it. Show extended additional two minutes. Wait, Cousins has worked with a new head coach before in Washington. PFF don't lie, Smitty. Everyone thinks I'm all on PFF now. <laughs> like, everything about P- I just used PFF in that one argument with that one guy about Javante. And everyone's like, Smitty, you can't just like Javante because of PFF. Like, I like Javante before PFF put anything out on him. I'm just using PFF to... And I know, Ron, you're not saying that. I'm just saying it's funny. I'm getting a lot of a lot of people saying, I know you like PFF, Smitty. PFF said this. and I'm, I like PFF, but I don't I don't use PFF a lot. I just was, was trying to give that guy some factual information. Um, Fat Cousins had a better passing year than Mahomes, says Ron. Ron loves Cousins. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. He's sneaky. Uh, Devin says, don't need more time. Just wanted to pitch in. Thank you, Devin. Well, you did. You pitched in and you got more time. It's okay, Broski. I just got to decide where we're eating tonight, where I'm going. I usually go live on Instagram while I'm getting food. If you guys want to see what that's all about, make sure you're following me on Instagram at The Fantasy Football Show. Yep, that's right. What's up, Silver? Smitty got graced. I think Grace got Smitty. To be fair. Ryan, Matt Ryan getting huge praise out of Colts camp. Look, he looks pretty fish efficient. I like Matt Ryan. What does elusive mean again, Smitty? It means uh Javante Williams. When you look up elusive in the dictionary, it shows Javante just grinning. Just ear to ear grin. Cousins could be MVP conversation, and still I still wouldn't want him, says Frank. <laughs> Earmuffs, Ron. Earmuffs, Ron. Classic episode was when Andrew called in Smitty Whack. Yeah, I like it. Andrew. If Andrew's still in here right now, I think he's still in here right now. I like Andrew. Andrew came in with some thunder. Andrew's problem was he came in and he didn't like have, he had like an attitude about it. And so Smitty, you know, bit back. It was like uh, Andrew did something like, uh, Smitty, your take is whack. And it was like that kind of tone from the beginning just, you know, set me off a little. J.K. Dobbins and a second for Kamara. I would take Kamara. J.K. Dobbins and Kamara, yes. End of year, last year. End of year, I'll have last laugh, says Cousin. Or it says Ron on Cousins. Can't, can't even focus anymore. I'll have the last laugh, says Ron. I, I mean, what, what's last laugh mean? He's top 12? Because, I mean, he could go, he could go top 12. Show you think it'll be like minute. top five? I'm a Vikings fan and I can't stand Cousins, says Kyle. Show extended. Matthew extending minutes. the show another time. How much will Cooper Cup regress, if any? Do you think 
it's more likely that he's out of the top five again or number one again. If I had to pick, um, I would say it's more likely he's number one again. You know, triple crown, no, but more likely he's number one than out of the top five. Like even now, watching, watching the two Stafford and Cup in practice, it's like they're not missing a beat, man. They're not missing a beat. And this team got richer. The Rams got richer. I kind of feel like it's a higher likelihood he would be number one again than outside the top five. Appreciate your super chat, Matthew. Uh, Blackbeard says, Terry Roberts, honored to be a mod on the best show on YouTube. Thank you, Blackbeard. Cup could regress and still end up number one, says one love. That's facts. Show Gen- ends in one minute. General managers can't even stand Cousins. Man, Frake is definitely anti-Cousins. Definitely an anti-Cousins, man. Uh, Blackbeard says, give me Show one more. Extended additional or, I mean, no, that was Ron. Ron says, give me one more. He's been top eight before and consistently top 13. But what do you think he'll be, though, Ron? Do you think he'll be, like when you say you have the last laugh, will he be top five? I'm not I'm not trying to even clown on it. I'm just wondering w- what last laugh is, just so I know when I'm getting laughed at that it's warranted. I just want to know it's warranted. I've earned my laugh. I've learned, I've earned being laughed at. Because I'm saying, like, 10, 12 is possible. I just can't draft him there. There's too many guys I like better. Like, Cousins is a great super flex second quarterback. Because if he does surprise, then boom. Smitty, Andrew saved my life that day. I was falling asleep driving, but that argument woke me up. (laughs) We're out saving lives. We're out. Show ends in one minute. We're out saving lives is what we're doing. Freddie was going to fall asleep at the wheel and crash. Who knows how many lives we, we saved that day. Andrew and I. Going at it. Like two men. Who knows how many lives we saved on said day. The day, the day will, that will forever be known as the Javante Williams blasting Ron Navy, top six. Woo! Okay, Ron, I got a deal for you. I got a deal for you. We'll, we'll come up with some fun little thing like... Um, Show ends in 10 seconds. I don't know. We'll come up with something fun on that, like where I put your name in the top corner of an entire show if you end up getting Ron... Uh, if uh, Cousins ends up being top six. Goodbye. All right, appreciate you all. Thank you for watching. I'll see you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, if not earlier. It all depends. It all depends on... Uh, Rockout's got a super chat before we leave. It all depends on the breaking news because I go, I go live whenever there's breaking news. You know that. Why do you do... Why do... Why do do they rate Bateman over St. Brown? Are you asking me why do I... If you're asking why do I, because St. Brown was the number two wide receiver in the National Football League and in fantasy football from weeks 13 through through 18. Weeks 13 through 18. He's proven it. Bateman hasn't proven anything yet. Um, if Bateman had proven something, then I'd, I'd be a little bit more 
you know, into the idea of liking him, but he's got 500 yards and a touch and a touchdown to his name, I believe. So there's a big difference between St. Brown and Bateman. Bateman has proven it for literally six games, which is a big sample. He was not just big in one of the games. He's not just big in two of the games. He was literally, no matter what week you look at, no matter what week you isolate in weeks 13 through 18, I believe he was in the top four, maybe top five in every week, but it, it probably top four. So every single week, week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, in the top four or five, this dude was in the top four or five every single one of those weeks. So that's why. That's why. And I absolutely love him. He's a league winner. Rock out. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. I will see you all tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, unless there's breaking news. Because if news breaks, I go live outside of that time frame. See you tomorrow. left and right and people are gonna remember it get burrowed get lamb wrong get Get breezed